thank you, Father, for your presence. We thank you for your mercy, grace, and joy that is present right now. And um, if you like, just breathe it in. Just breathe in that presence and uh, let it sink through you into your, to your body, into your brain. And uh, just enjoy that presence. And uh, so this morning when our pastor, Scott, asked if I would uh, do the transition, um, I just, I, the thing that was on my heart and on my mind is that, um, as David would say, you are kings and priests. And I would, as I would say, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so just for us to be aware and for us to have the very practical of what our worship was about, there was a part in there, it says that the Lord sings over us and that, that singing is our freedom. And how we do that in the very practical, everyday, real world, our real world, is that the enemy will come and try to, he's so subtle, he tries to come in and deceive us. And everything will be going fine, and all of a sudden you'll have a thought. You're like, hmm, I'm really ticked at so-and-so. I didn't, I didn't care for what they did. And all of a sudden you find yourself building on that thought. And just... At that moment, just realize that thought is not from you. That's the enemy coming in to try to start something. And the, the word says to take every thought captive. So what you do with that thought is just like a bad dog. You grab it by the collar or the back of the neck, and you drag it over, and you take this bad thought to Jesus. And first of all, Jesus says there's no condemnation. So uh, you take that thought, and uh, Jesus says, um, you are more than a conqueror. You are above and not beneath. He said, you think on things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, holy, of good report, if there be or any virtue, if, the, if there be any of these. These are the things you think on. And as you think on that, you are just beating that dog. And that dog, finally, you stand on the word long enough, you stand on the word, that dog is going to run off, and he's going to be sorry that he even bothered you. So think on the word when those thoughts come. He'll try to bring worry. He'll try to bring fear. And just think on the word, and it'll drive that bad dog off. So... Um, so Teresa is with us. She's going to impart some good stuff, some great stuff to us. So if the ministry team quickly has something to say, come on up, and then we'll hand it off to Teresa. <laughs> good morning. Happy Father's morning. Day to all the fathers. Um, really quick, uh, I haven't been here for a couple of Sundays, so if I didn't come up to say something, you might have thought I'm stuck up or something. But... Uh, <laughs> but the Lord is so good I wasn't going to say anything but I said no no you know Lord he always has a word and someone needs a word today and he said to seek me and seek my righteousness seek my kingdom seek him seek my righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you some of you have prayers that has not been answered yet the Lord said wait on me you ask me, wait on me. Sometimes it's not, the timing, the timing is not yet right. 
Sometimes people wait 30 years for the answer. But don't give up, the Lord says. There's, there's many things and many reasons why that your prayers are not answered yet, but I'm not going to get into that. But, but I'm just saying don't give up. The Lord will speak to you. The Lord will tell you what it is, you know, that you need to get right or that he's, he's going to do it, but in his time. We're not prepared. Sometimes we're not prepared for what he has. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, it might, it might do us harm instead of good when it's out of his time. So, but God is a God that wants to give us good gifts. Good and perfect gifts comes from our Father. He will not withhold any good thing from you. That's our God. And he loves to give you good and perfect gifts. Amen. So, so just, you know, and are you hungry for Jesus today? That's all he wants to know. If you're hungry for him, and when you're hungry for him, you don't want to disappoint him, right? You don't want to do anything against, you know, the Lord and the Holy Spirit because you're hungry for him and you love him. And, and that's all he wants to know, that you're hungry for him. And another one more thing, uh, I saw red on the floor. And every time I see red, the Lord shows me that this is my blood. And he covers each and every one of his kids with his blood. And that's what I saw today, that he's covering each and every one of us with his blood. Because a lot of people are in fear today because what they see around them, but God says, I got this. I spilt my blood. I shed my blood for you. You are protected. He is our strong tower. He is our fortress. We run into him in his presence, and we are safe. Amen. So he just wants to keep you safe. He wants to keep you encouraged today. He wants you never to give up on him. In Jesus' name, amen. And speaking of Jesus' blood, uh, I just we're singing this. And I was reminded of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 19 through 20. It says, Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and he is the one whom Timothy, Silas, and I have preached to you, and he has never been both a yes and a no. Jesus' blood paid the price, and in his blood and in him, all of his promises are yes. He has always been and always will be for us, a resounding yes for all of God's promises. Say all. <laughs> all. All God's promises. You guys are so good. All God's promises find their yes of fulfillment in him. And as his yes and our amen ascend to God, we bring him glory. We bring him glory, guys. When we stand firm and say, yes, your promises for me may not look like it right now. In the middle of the mystery, we were singing that. In the middle of the mystery, I'm going to sing my hallelujah. I'm going to say my yes to your promises because all of your promises are yes and they're amen. Yes and amen. Teresa, get up here. <laughs> get up here. So... I ain't going to give it to you yet. Yeah. i got to introduce you first. So. I'm so blasted right now. That's okay. Just. just yeah, so yeah more. More, Lord. <laughs> Four years ago, we had never met this lady. You guys all heard the story of how the girl from Bethel said, 
clarity, direction, and go plant that church. Well, the next morning, we had a prophetic appointment, Tammy and I. And lo and behold, there was Teresa and one of the Bethel students sitting in a chair, two chairs, and we sat down in front of them. And I was not sure what was going to happen because that was my first prophetic appointment, and I believe it was yours too. And Teresa just grabbed our hands, and she just said, you know, I just see in the gate of my mind a steeple, and I hear a bell. Are you wanting to plant a church? Are you wanting to plant a church? Why, yes. So, Teresa, since that time, and Galen and Danette, and the house called New Horizons Church McMinnville are our lifeline. They are a relational lifeline on the earth. Jesus is our lifeline vertical. New Horizons is our horizontal lifeline. And we invite Teresa to speak into this ministry, into our lives, and into this church as a prophetic voice. So we're going to turn her loose this morning. Are you, are you okay? Yeah. You're sobering up a little bit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll get your... Uh, Wow, thank you. So good to be here today. It really is. Um, since Scott got in touch with me, I've just been praying. I, I mean, I'm always touch-based praying for the church, but coming here today, I just, I was so excited to come. I really was. Um, I was looking forward to seeing faces that I had met before, but I was also in anticipating new faces that I was going to meet today, too. And your church has grown. It's just grown. So awesome. Happy Father's Day to the fathers. Then I'm going to just, of course, happy Father's Day to our father. But a happy Father's Day, happy family day. Let's say that. That's good, too. So I'm excited. You know, I didn't realize that when I was coming this weekend that I was going to be speaking on Father's Day. It really didn't dawn on me for a couple of weeks after I got the notice, uh, the invitation to come. So I was so pleased because immediately I began praying. as like, Lord, what, what would you like to say to Legacy Church? And the Lord said right away, oh, I mean, immediately I heard, oh, I want you to pray the Father's blessing. I had no idea it was Father's Day. So I was like, I feel so, so privileged on behalf of heaven today to pray what we call the Father's blessing. In the Old Testament, it's called the Our, the Our Father of the Old Testament. It comes right out in Numbers chapter 6. And I'll be speaking that today and unpacking it just a little bit because actually I felt like it was a word for you, uh, a corporate word, a word that the Lord is wanting to minister to you so that you have an understanding, a real understanding of the inheritance, the grace, the blessings, the favor of God's hand over and in your life. And that's what that blessing is all about. It was actually uh, 
a blessing that was a command given to Moses who was supposed to speak it over Aaron, and Aaron was the uh, congregational leader of the Levites or the priests of the Israelites. So it's also called the priestly blessing. So that's what we're going to get into today. Just a little bit to tell you about me. I live in the city of Dallas, come from Oregon. Uh, my home church is New Horizons Church. It's about a 45-minute drive from where I live. Um, and I'm so excited to be there. They have been investing and feeding into my life now since about 2009. So uh, I'm just so honored and privileged to be in such a house and uh, where the investment in our lives uh, where the hand of God, where the power of the Holy Spirit is so present in our house, just like it is here. So uh, it's, it's quite an honor. I have a daughter. She's 45 years old. And uh, yes, I'm an official senior citizen as of this year. I'm like, my brain is not cut up. Cut, caught up with my age, okay? It's like I had to apply for Medicare this year, and I was like, I don't get it. It's just not, there's something wrong. <laughs> so, you know, my, my story with God, I'm not going to go back through all the details, but someday I hope to give you my testimony, but I was radically, radically sozoed from the Lord in 2000. I was given a prognosis of death. I was given one year to live. Um, at best, uh, maybe nine months. I was told to go home, get things in order, which I did. Um, I wasn't walking with the Lord, hadn't been walking with the Lord for probably 35 years. Really didn't have a lot of time to think about God. I knew that God was pursuing me. I felt his presence a lot. And if you can believe it, I would always say, oh yeah, I know God, but I just don't have time today. Can we do this tomorrow? <laughs> I really was a speaker of that. And uh, anyways, uh, I wasn't expecting to be healed by God. I thought healings were for holy people. I was not one of those. I did not have a grid for the power, the grace, and the love of God. I really did not. And uh, so I had a visitation, and uh, not an experience, not a dream. I had a visitation. And uh, the Lord took me to a place, and we had a, a, a talk. And at the end of that, that time, I came out of that completely, radically changed. My mind did not think the same. My body was alive. I had so much passion and energy. I couldn't explain it. Um, I didn't know what to do with it. I, I flailed around in it for quite a while, to be honest with you, but I never lost my desire to keep looking at Jesus, whom I'd met. And all of, it seemed like suddenly from that moment on, all the things of my life began to fade away quickly and were always behind me. I never, ever, from that day until today, I have never looked back. And uh, at least not without looking through the blood. And what I mean by that is sometimes I just sit in the praise of God and thank him. Oh, God, do you remember when I was like this? 
Oh, God, do you remember when I said this? Oh, Lord, do you remember? And it's so much fun to see how far God has taken me. I mean, I just have such a song. When the, when the praise and worship songs come on, I really, I mean, I know we all do, but I got to tell you, I'm so selfish. I really know I have a praise and a song because the truth is I should be dead. I should have died back in 2001. In fact, the only thing that was left for my life with any kind of hope at all in a sick, weird way, was the hope of dirt covering me over. Out of sin, out of suffering, out of whatever. I don't know. And yet, here I am today. Not because I received any new treatment, not because the doctors did anything for me. I had already been released. There was nothing more they could do. I, I just had one chemo treatment that I brought was went into anaphylactic shock and I was cut off from all medical treatment. And that's why I only had a, a year. So God is good and he's gracious, right? And so when we think about the blood of God, I just love living in it. I love swimming in it. I love thinking about it. I think about it often. And uh, I, just, I, I just love, I love being alive. I love being alive in Christ. And I know that he continues to grow me, and uh, he continues to grow you. And that's, that's the good news. <laughs> so anyway. Well, uh, as I said, today I felt like the Lord wanted to release the priestly blessing or the Father's blessing. And so I'm going to be reading out of Numbers 6 today. Um, and the verses are uh, 22 through 27. And I'm just going to read it to you in full right now, and then we're going to go through it a little bit at a time. So the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you're to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And so they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them, says the Lord. Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you for your presence and your grace, Lord. And I just uh, ask for every heart here in your church today just to open wide and to receive all that you have for them, God. I want to thank you for this word, God. And I thank you for the blessings that you are getting ready to impart over each and every one of them. In your name, I give you thanks. Amen. Well, the priestly blessing is really composed of three major blessings, and within each blessing, there are two parts. And so that's why it's so wonderful. And I don't know how many of you have ever really spent any time thinking about this blessing, but there's so much packed into it. I think it's important for Legacy City Church because I've often heard Pastor Scott say that, you know, we want to live in the inheritance that Jesus paid for, and uh, we have been, we just have received so much as his children, and that is so true. We have. 
But sometimes I think we take what we receive from the Lord and we don't spend a, lot of, a whole lot of time thinking through them. And so today I would just like you to know that in these three little promises, there's a whole lot involved. Do we have those words to pop up on the screen? So I, what I want to do is take the first sentence of the very first blessing that God gives us within that priestly blessing. And uh, do we have it up there? Yeah, the Lord bless you. The Lord bless you is the very first part. So there's two parts in each promise. So the Lord bless you is the first part. And the second part is the Lord will keep you. That's amazing because right away the Lord is saying to us, the righteous of God, that I am here to make you aware of an abundant life that I so have for you. It's his guarantee to the righteous of an abundant life. So what is the righteous? What does it mean to be righteous in the Lord? Well, it means that we are right with God, right? We are rightly aligned with him. We have been bathed in the blood of the Lord. We can stand boldly before him, eyeball to eyeball, shoulder to shoulder. We hear his voice. He speaks to us. We know that it's him. We don't guess that it's him. We believe that it's him because he said that we will hear from him. We are aligned with God. We have the mind of his thinking. Why? Because in the miracle of our salvation, our brains have been sanctified. We have been made new. Our hearts have been cleansed and cleaned. We have a new heart that thinks anew. We think in the thoughts of sanctification. We have been consecrated to the Lord, with the Lord, in the Lord. We are aligned in the Lord, and we are children of a covenant with God. To be in covenant is to be in his auspice, in his grace, in his hand, in his unfolding. And not only are we in covenant with God, but we know that now we can follow God's will. And if we can follow God's will, we also know that we bear the result in our life of being able to follow God's will. At the very least, what does that mean in my mind? Well, for you and I as believers, it means that through the miracle of salvation, that now I can actually stand against the very things that tempt me. I have the power to overcome sin. I have the power to lay things down that used to tempt me, that used to entice me, that used to be so important to me, that now they take a back seat. In fact, my eyes have been so blessed by the word of God, by the sanction of God, that I can look at the same thing I used to look at years ago, pre-salvation, and I see them completely different now. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. When you think about being in an abundant life with God, that's just the beginning, the beginning of our walk. That's the very least. And I think that right there is the song said, man, that's a shout, a praise of a hallelujah, right? Because I, all of life changes as we begin to think differently, thinking through transformation in the mind. 
We have an ability now to become aware of God's presence, not only become aware mentally, but our bodies begin to feel the presence of God. Our skin comes alive when we get those heavy douses of the Lord. It's so wonderful. And that is there on purpose for you to have the beginning, the understanding, ah, things are a little bit different in this moment. Take awareness. That's a beautiful thing. You know that the world does not, they don't have that ability. You understand? This is for the righteous of God, his sons and daughters. It's for anybody and everybody that wants to live and lead an abundant, full life in Christ Jesus. Okay? It's for all and everyone. So beautiful. So to be righteous means that you're right before God. It means that we're in a covenant relationship. It means that we can bear the result of following God's will. And God's blessings are countless, and they're extremely personal to the believer. I just want to read to you what the Lord said back in the book of Deuteronomy about the blessings that we would receive with regard to the book of Numbers and the sixth chapter. The Lord says, You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. Isn't that amazing? No matter where you go, you don't have to worry. You're under the blessing of the Lord. The fruit of your womb will be blessed, the crops of your land, the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds, the lambs of your flock. In, it, in other words, all that you put your hand to will produce. It will show fruit. There is an abundance here for you. You will come under the favor of God. Your basket and your kneading trowel would be blessed. In the Old Testament, that was important because this is the basket and the kneading trowel was where they actually prepared foods. It was where they stored them. So God is telling them, your food source will be safe. Don't worry. You're okay. The Lord said, you will be blessed when you come in. You will be blessed when you go out. This wasn't for yesterday. This was for yesterday. It's for today, and it's for tomorrow. The Lord does not change. So you are blessed. You're blessing in your coming and in your going. Imagine it. Why? Because God dwells within. You are the mobile carrier of the Lord. <laughs> it's so amazing. The Lord will grant you that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated, and they'll be defeated before you. Now, I love that particular uh, line because, see, we automatically think in our mind, okay, we have people that get a little bit upset with us from time to time, and there are people in the world that work against us, but do you know that we're actually in a real war in this world? That there is a spiritual war going on, too. And the Lord is speaking to you, and he wants you to know, you, you, all of your enemies will be defeated before you. Not just the presence of your fleshly enemies, but your spiritual enemies will be defeated before you too. He said they will come at you from one direction, but they'll flee from you in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. 
Wow. I don't know about you, but when I walk around in the city of Dallas, I don't walk around like this. I put my shoulders back, and I'm wearing my invisible coat. I just know that I wear the mantle of a king. I know that my king has blessed me, and I'm under his favor, just like he's blessed you, just like the favor that you walk in. That's important for you to know because as leaders in your community, as leaders in the land, everywhere that you go as the carriers of God's glory and his grace, every step that you take, you are releasing the blessing of God. Every step you take. It's not like we we don't have to be aware of it in our mind, but it's so nice when we are. So I, and I believe that the Lord is wanting to bolster you up in this and help you to know this today because you can be walking in a grocery store, but you are releasing within the land, releasing within the store, going down the aisle, knowing that you are the releaser of God's blessing. You have the ability because you are under the favor of God, because you are under the, the flow of the blood, you have an ability to be able to see something that's just off kilter and the power to pray it right side up and to walk away from it knowing, knowing that God who lives in you and the favor that you are under has caused change to begin to take place. It's not something you need to wonder about. It's not something that you need to be insecure about. It's something that we boldly walk up to in confidence, knowing because God is God, and his goodness is overwhelming for all people in the world, all people, all situations. You are the priests of God's kingdom, he calls you a priestly nation. That's a nation of holiness. What does that mean for you and I? Well, it means that God is holy, amen, but he is holy in fairness and in justice. That means that when you walk in your region, in your city, wherever you walk, you walk carrying an authority made in the image and likeness of God, being able to release fairness and justice over all that come before you. That's an amazing thing to think about. It's amazing to think that you can walk by somebody in a grocery store, hey, how are you today? And just in the release of that touch, the flow of God's blessing is moving. It's real. It's of substance. It matters. The Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he promised you on oath that if you keep his commands uh, and walk in God's ways, you will be established as holy then all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord. People know when you're a follower of the Lord. And they will fear you. Does that mean they're scared? No. It means that they will have a reverence for you. They will treat you with respect. They know there's something different about you. Okay? The Lord, it says, will grant you abundant prosperity. 
That's amazing to think about. You know, when God blesses man, he blesses with good health, he blesses with success, and he blesses with prosperity. That prosperity is for both material and spiritual good things. Okay? The Lord will open the heavens. Well, why is that significant? Because the heavens are the storehouse of his bounty. And uh, in other words, there is no thing that the Lord lacks. And, uh, and he says that you will be a lender and not a borrower, that you will be the head and not the tail. You will be on top and never below. Isn't that amazing? Those are just some of, some of the many, 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 many blessings that God wants to impart on you and does impart in your life each and every moment of the day. There is no limit. It's unlimited favor of God. And if you have a desire or a need, and I'm not talking about all the time calling out like, oh God, I'm in lack of this, I'm in lack of that. You're never in lack of anything. We serve a God who has all things at his fingertips, right? But when we're calling out because we feel that we have a need for something, God is gracious to hear the prayer. I loved it uh, when you were talking about, you know, how we just come into union in the prayer of the Lord and how the enemy can start speaking to us. But you know what Lord, the Lord's word says is that when any, whenever two people line up in agreement for something, the Lord doesn't say, well, if it's Tuesday, I'll hear you. Or, you know, you have to get special permission to come before me. No, he says, I will answer the prayer. It, it's a given thing. So it's pretty awesome. You know, Jesus echoed the truth of walking in covenant with God. He walked the truth of walking in his righteousness when he spoke in Matthew 6 and he said, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be imparted unto you. What are those things? The blessings of heaven. Seek First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If you can be in that, then all that it avails the kingdom is at your hand. That's an amazing promise. And that promise is for you, the children of God. I love thinking about it because it empowers me. It causes me to think wonderful things. So you, you are born to be blessed. That's just what it is, and it's Father's Day. You know, the priestly blessing belongs to God. He's the one that spoke it. He's the one that said, listen, this is the way I, God, want you to bless the Israelites. Well, I understand that we are not the Israelites, but you know, when you see that word in the Bible today, you can take that and you can insert the word church. We've been grafted in, okay? We're grafted in. So the blessing is for us. But God's word, when he speaks it, can never be altered. Think about this. There is no power on he in heaven or in earth that can alter, nullify, or void the word of God. There is no power whatsoever. Um, 
I was just thinking in my mind, uh, Proverbs 30, I think, speaks about it in verse 6. And he said, do not add to my word. Do not add to the word, lest you be found a liar and you be rebuked by God. Amen. So the Lord decrees that in his word. His word is sanctioned. It's sovereign. And it cannot be changed. Um, the, the, the first part of this blessing where the Lord says, bless you, it's actually, I want you to understand, it's not just anybody who's doing the blessing. I want you to understand it's the Lord, God most high. There's no, there's no higher being ever. So he is the one doing the speaking. He is the resource, and he is the one that's doing the blessing. All blessings come from God. But what he is doing is invoking his favor over each and every one of us. And what that includes is all of your physical healing and your well-being. It includes all of your emotional issues. It includes every relational issue that you are dealing with and will deal with. It also includes all your material abundance. This is the prosperity. This is the blessing that the Lord builds you up with today. This is what you carry when you walk around in the city, when you walk around in your home. If there's an issue or a problem, it's your voice that begins to break and change the very things that are turned upside down or just not right. You carry the breaker anointing for that. You are the empowerment of God's voice here on earth. You are his blessing. I think about legacy and I think, yeah, it is so true that you have inherited all of these things, but then I think about God and I think, but you know what? God says that you're his inheritance. <laughs> and then his word says in Proverbs that a man that a man who has an inheritance, that it's good for a man to have an inheritance and that an inheritance is meant to give away. So we give away the very inheritance that we receive. God is our, is our inheritance, but God calls us his inheritance. I love that. What relationship we have with God. The second part of the first promise says that God will keep you. It states that God will not only bestow his favor upon you, but that he will protect you. But get this. It's, I mean, I know we get that, right? But it's not just that God will protect you. He is protecting every blessing in the storehouse of heaven that he wants to impart over you also. So in other words, yes, you are blessed, but all that God has is under his eye too, and it is meant for you to, to carry and release, and God protects you in that. Uh, Psalm 91, 11 says that God is watching over you and that he will give his angels charge over you to guard you in all of your ways. You're never left alone. You are always guarded by God. God's eye is always over you. I think about in the United States, the president and his family are always under the watchful eye of the president's secret guard. But like the president, you too are not alone. 
you too are assisted and defended by a strong and powerful and glorious regimen of angels who are there to help you along your way. God promises to guard and protect us, and in return, we tell him that we will love him and keep his commandments. Exodus 19, 5 through 7 says, Listen, if you will obey me and fully keep my covenant, then out of all the nations in the world, big word, but let's just insert the word people, out of all of the peoples of the world, you will be my treasured possession. The Lord says that about you. Although the whole earth is mine, says God, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy people. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Well, we go to the second promise. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The first part of that blessing is really simple. It just says, uh, the Lord make his face shine upon you. It's actually a blessing for your spiritual growth. God is trying to take care of you physically. He's also trying to take care of you spiritually. What does it mean to have God's face shine upon you? It actually, the Hebrew word for that, for shine, is a verb that means to shed light. It means to illuminate. It means to become light. Oh, I've heard that before in the Bible. What does it mean, though, for you and I when we hear God say, you are the light of the world? What God is saying there is that you, you will be given the privilege and opportunity to dwell in my presence. That's really what it means, that you dwell with the Lord. You dwell in the presence of God. I think that's remarkable. We dwell in the presence of God by abiding and obeying his word. The word of God says in Proverbs 6.23, for the commandment is a lamp and a law of light. So therefore, then, what God is saying, that our lives are illuminated by the wisdom that is found in his word. Think about that. We're, we walk differently in the world than the world walks. We think differently. We respond differently. We can look at something and it's not at all where we're coming from because we have been given divine wisdom. In fact, I was reading once in the Torah, the old Torah, where it said, the moment your eyes touch the scripture, even your eyes are blessed. That's how powerful the word of God is. So Jesus referred to the priestly blessing when he said to his disciples, you are the light of the world. And that message was for them, but it's also for you today. The second part of that blessing is that he gives he will be gracious to you. And really, what that really translates is to say that he will dwell amongst us. You know, the greatest graciousness that God showed to each one of us was the fact that Father God sent his son to live with us. Isn't that amazing? God came and dwelt among us. Then he ascended into heaven, and before he ascended, he said, but not to worry, I'm sending one. 
who will be with you. We are always, always in the presence of God. Through Christ, Father God reveals himself. He says that. If you see, if you see Jesus, you see me, right? So he shines in our hearts, which gives us the light, which causes us to have the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. You are the glory carriers of God, the light of his truth. And you, church, this church, Legacy Church, is a glory carrier. The Lord showed me in my prayers that this was not just a receiving church, but a sending church. Oh, ascending church. I wonder what that means, really, in the fullness of it. I may, I may think I know what it means, but actually... I see people coming and going. I saw, I saw a picture of the doors of the church being very wide like this, and hands came out from the side. I saw people coming in, but I saw Pastor Scott consecrating and commissioning people to go. You know, I think that's really about what the word is, this corporate word that is landing over you. You are in the favor and in the blessing of God, and everywhere you go in this city, in this region, in this land, you are called to release blessing, come into the union of godly thinking that creates impact for the city of Bremerton. I, I looked up Bremerton one when we came, Lori and I did, and we found out that Bremerton, in the article that we read, meant house of God. Well, that's who you are. I know that Bethel has that meaning, but it said Bremerton meant the house of God. The man that originated this town was a man who was a godly follower. He was a philanthropist, and he set lands aside and monies aside to make sure that this town would continue and remain a thriving town. And one of the first things he did was establish church. That's the legacy that he left for Bremerton, and you're part of that legacy Imagine it. You see, the life of that man continues forward in the legacy that he led and le left for all of you. That church was the first beacon of light that began to stroll and roll across, across the land that called feet back into the presence of God. You are those feet that have come before the Lord. As his priests and as a nation of priests, you are the ones that rise up in the sanctuary of his temple, which is right here, and you release the good news, the word, the power, the pressing truth that changes the lives of individuals, that releases those that are shackled down, that lifts up the broken back, that heals those who are suffering in great distress. You are the ones who release the word of God through the sanction of heaven that begins to open up the possibility of promise in life that every human being on the face of the earth was meant to experience. And your, your role is that role right here in this city. It's not by accident that you carry this name. It is the name that the Lord highly favored over this church. Yes, you all have something to do with it, but God gives all good things, doesn't he?
And there is a true blessing and a meaning that carries this church in the name of this church for the legacy that is meant for each one of you to carry out in and amongst the people. God is calling his people, and he is calling and expecting his church to rise up. You are being given rods of gold down your spine to stand straight in the truth and in the passion of heaven. His song, his life for each and every one of you. You will not walk out the same way that you walked in. God is imparting and releasing today. He wants you to understand the power of the blessing that he spoke over his people then and what he speaks over you now. This blessing doesn't go away at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It carries with you every moment of every hour of every day. I pray, God, that you will even release right now an awareness that is so great in and amongst this church that no matter what hour of the day it is, no matter what day of the week it is, that, Lord, your awareness and your presence will rise up like it's never risen before, that, God, they will bring the glory and the carrying of your spirit with them every everywhere they go, that they will be city changers, they will be revolutionists, they will move to change and speak and declare the blessings of your hand and your grace over everyone and everything they see. But more than that, God, I pray that they will walk out of that declaration with a confidence that says, amen. And the meaning of that is so be it right? That's what amen means. Well, that was just a little prophetic declaration right there. I just love that. I hope you're okay with that. But you know, things come up and you got to say it when they come. You know, it's just got to happen. There's so much joy lifting right now. I mean, people are starting, you guys are starting to lighten up. I can feel it. I just felt something kind of come up in my body. So I'm just moving away from this for a second because I want to bask in the glory of this. There is a lightness that is coming in your spirits. Many of you are feeling just the light weight of joy. That's an awesome thing because God is about joy, Right? And he has a joy for you in this church. You may think of yourself small in number today. Let me tell you something. Many great things have happened with small numbers. You will not always be a small number. This church is going to be huge someday. You're going to need many pastors working with you, Pastor. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. You know what I just saw in my, oh my goodness. Have you ever been on, have you ever opened up, whew, have you ever turned on the television and seen, uh, what's that guy's name, uh, the John Higgy, 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 whatever his name is, I love the guy. Okay, so anyway, but he, he started out in a small building, I heard him say one time, he started out in a small building and he put like, a dozen chairs out. And then the Lord spoke to him and said, no, you better put 50 out. So you know what he did? He put 50 chairs out. And every week he declared that those chairs would be full. 
the 50 filled, and then he put 100 out. And every week he declared that the chairs would be full. I don't know, but I was just on the TV not too long ago, and I happened to, you know, I was channel surfing, and I saw his channel, and he's speaking before thousands of people. Thousands. Uh, well, pastor, get ready. Because it's coming. Because you're a receiving church, but you're a sending church. I don't know that that necessarily means missional. What I really feel like is that your people will have an astute understanding of the favor of God that they walk under. And because of it, this church, people will migrate in because they will feel the presence and the power of God moving in and through them as a truth. It's a truth. It's not just that you've been given a legacy here from God, the inheritance of his kingdom in you, but it's that you are the legacy that is being left for Bremerton and surrounding areas. It's so much more than the incoming. It's about going out too. But it's different for you guys because you carry the legacy of the inheritance. You receive it, but you carry it as you walk it. Your legs are strong. You're well-balanced. So for me, that's, that's what that means, because I see legs and I see a pelvis that is equally balanced on both legs. You're sure-footed, very sure-footed. Well, that sure-footedness is about releasing and extending the blessings of God to help others grow, to be equipped in the knowledge of who God is and wants to be over each and everyone's life. This is amazing because not everybody has such a calling. Oh, I know that God tells us in his word, you know, we want you to heal the sick and do all these things, and we do those things, and we don't do them casually. It's a quite a, a privilege. But are you getting the picture that I'm getting? Are you understanding what I'm seeing? I'm seeing that you actually walk the land, and the land is literally beginning to respond in the pure saturated grace of God. And when that happens, communities have to change. Economics come into the city. God followers begin to rise up. The talk begins to change. Characters begin to change. We start getting brave and we respond in the thoughts of godliness because in this house you truly are a nation a people of his holiness fairness trust grace okay i got to get through this because i got to get i just got to get through it <laughs> but anyway uh, so the third promise is the lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace so the first part of that promise is the Lord lift his countenance. This is amazing to me because, you know, as a human being, when we are looking for something from someone else, we look up to them. But the one looking up here is the Lord. The Lord lift his countenance upon you. Isn't that something? He's such a humble God. I just It's amazing me. 
but it does convey God's approval for you. He's saying, are you kidding me? You're my sons, you're my daughters. I love you, you're my family. And you know, um, it really just means that God is smiling upon you. That's what it means. And uh, the Lord in the second part wants to give you peace. And this is not like the absence of rhetoric temporarily, but it really is about the shalom peace. This is a peace that transcends everything within you. It's a peace that comes in that fills you body, soul, and spirit. Body, soul, and spirit. That means that even in the difficult moments of life, and there are many of them, that somehow we can carry a peaceful confidence knowing that God hand, God's hand has not left us, but that he is with us. This is very important for you as a church because as a church that is receiving and building and equipping for sending, it's important for you to display the very heart of God, which is his love, his peace, and his confidence. He has such great confidence for his children. And if, if you're walking in less than that, then how, don't you know that we are the best, people are the best at knowing who's genuine and who's not, who's authentic and who isn't. If you cannot display the confidence of knowing God's blessing, how will you minister to the one in front of you? You cannot give to them what you don't have, right? So it's important to study it, and it's important to look at it. And how do we respond in the application of that? We thank God. You know, I've always said for the moment I came back into the, the language of the Lord, God, I don't get it. I just don't get it. But I know you'll catch me up. And he does. He's faithful to catch us up because he wants it more for us than we do. Okay? So the Lord is referring to his shalom, his righteousness, his well-being, his our rightness with God in every application and area of our life, in our life. His peace is whole, and it lacks nothing, and that's the peace that we receive. You know, when, when a father or a mother uh, shows approval to their children, they get confidence, they have security, they feel the approval of their parent, but it's the same thing when, when we feel the approval of God. When God smiles on us, we feel whole, we feel approved, we are, we are confident, we are sound. But more than that, that shalom is so important because it's that very peace that allows us to experience and enjoy all of the other blessings that God is trying to impart upon us. So when we have shalom peace, we're able to receive in all of the other things that God is giving to us in that inheritance of his kingdom. What do those include? His provision in every area, protection, wisdom, redemption, all of his favor. Without peace, we have nothing. You guys know that. Look at, I was thinking about this when I was, look at Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was one of the greatest gifts the world had ever known. I know that he 
misused and mistrusted the way of his walk. But in terms of a musical man, he was a genius, a true gift. Elvis Presley was said to be a true gift to people. I was thinking music because I love music, I'm just saying. But when I think of... uh, When I think of the gifts that God is wanting to give us, with peace, we're able to receive everything, even when we don't quite get it, but we have the faith and the trust that God will catch us up. Paul, the apostle, he recognized how important peace was and the grace, the favor of God, so much so that he began every epistle with the exception of one, that said, uh, where is it? I wrote it down. Mm. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's amazing. He, he, he got it. And finally, the Lord says, I want to invoke my name on the people. This was important for God to, to uh, say it because he wants to remind you and all of us, that even though you are the releasers of blessing, that you are the legacy that he leaves here on earth, for all people to see his face through your face, his heart through your heart, that even though you give, you speak the blessing, it is God himself that gives it. So he invoked his name on that blessing just to remind the priests, you can speak it, but it's my name that gives it. You understand? Well, it is Father's Day, and that concludes my, my little unpacking of the priestly blessing, but I would like for the fathers to stand up today. Oh, that's so awesome. And ladies if, and everyone else, if you'll just extend your hand to the to the fathers today. Fathers, I want you to know that today the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes his face to shine upon you. And the Lord releases grace to you. The Lord will turn his face towards you and he will be your peace. And I bless you in that today, and I just release the favor of God over your lives. May today be a changing day for you. May your feet be well weighted in the gold of God. May the golden rod that goes down your spine be one of health, assurance, and confidence. May your words that you speak out in your family be words of love and grace that impact, honor, and bring with responsibility and an air of truth to ring out in the atmosphere of your home, that all in your home will be healthy, safe, and full of God. And uh, now, if I could get everyone else to stand up, If I could get you men to come up to the front, you fathers, and extend your hands on the congregation of the church. And pastor, if I could get you to read this over the people of your congregation.
because I could read it, but I just feel like it should be you today. touch everybody, but it just is not possible. So we're going to extend hands. Now listen, this is important because when we use our hands, these are instruments of blessing. Why is that important for us? Because when we bless, we are releasing the life-flowing love of God from our body into you. Okay? So this is not, we don't just do it because it looks cool. We do it because it has meaning and significance, okay? So if you'll extend your hands to the congregation and pastor. All right. So as fathers, we just say under the authority of King Jesus, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace so they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them, says the Lord. it is for you to walk in this city with a confidence, an air of confidence. Uh, for me to see literally ground churn up because of the footsteps of you is not something I see every day. It's powerful. As the ground is being churned, so is new life springing up, grass grass, green grass, life itself. When you speak, your words come in a spray of spiritual substance that is gold, and it falls to the ground. It's the pureness of God himself. He has called you holy. He calls you his treasured possession. They're not just beautiful words. It's the Lord God himself speaking over you. You make the difference. You are the blessing to this community. Every church has a call and a special mandate over its head. But I believe that the call of this church is invoked within the very name that you have given yourselves that you are not only the living, breathing legacy uh, receivers of the inheritance of God, but that you are the legacy of God himself, moving in and about, salt and peppering this community for the great favor and the migration of people that will be coming forward. This church will grow. It will grow in great size, 
Leaders are needed. They are wanted. Mothers and fathers are needed. You are wanted. It is time now to learn to be plugged in and find out where you fit because there will be an acceleration in the weeks to come as members begin to walk through the doors. It's not about the numbers. It's about the hearts that you are going to encounter and how God trusts you with their hearts. He trusts you with their hearts. What a privilege that is. Several of you are slotted in this particular house for works of great ministry. Everyone has a role in a ministry, but what I mean by great is not that one thing is better than the other, but I, what I mean to say really in a clumsy way is that it's vocal. It's much more vocal. But it doesn't mean that it's more important than the, than the ministry that one gives just by the backseat service. Do you know what I'm saying? Without that person, where would we be? Without the one who comes to the door and hugs and greets, where, what do the rest of us do? Everybody is so needed, even you children. And now God, God calls you. It's like you, you have a tremendous eye. You have a tremendous insight, young man. You, you have a tremendous ability to be able to see something quickly, and then you formulate a thought inside your heart. It rolls around. You have a lot to say. I don't think you're very vocal, but you will be. Is he? No, he's not. But he will be. But you will be. Why? Because God is doing a work in you. Oh, my gosh, God is doing a work. That just reminded me. Okay, let me read this over you real quick. I wrote some notes. I'll make it fast. I know you're getting tired. Hang on. Okay, let me, I got to read it. Probably most, I probably said most of it already, but anyway. Legacy City Church. Yes, you are the benefactors of inheritance, kingdom inheritance, all the blessings of God given and imparted to you, but you are the inheritance yourselves. You are God's inheritance, his witnesses, his prized possession, his treasure. You are kingdom light, the releasers of God's image here on earth, his ambassadors, his work of art, the picture of his grace. You, you, you are here to lift the brokenhearted, encourage the oppressed, stand in the strength of long-suffering, and know that as you lead in, God himself will lead you out. You are the peacemakers, the reconcilers, the voice of hope, footprints of holiness, tongues of truth, hands of restoration, healing, and strength, the voice of reason, the eye of justice, and the smile of intercession. You are deemed holy to display God's holy nature. You are born to be blessed and to engage in blessings released. Proverbs 13, 22 says that a good man leaves an inheritance. And the book of Deuteronomy reminds us that the Lord is our inheritance. You are called to give the very one that you have received. This is your legacy. How will you respond? And I leave you with Philippians 2, 13. God is working in you, each and every one of you, 
giving you the desire to obey him and the power to do what pleases him. Amen? Well, let's marinate in this for a while. I can say with confidence that we've received an impartation today. Teresa did not have to walk around the room and prophesy and do all the work of the ministry, but we've received something. And I, I believe. I want you to know, if you don't receive it, they will not walk out the same way they came in. You'll feel it in your spine. You should be feeling it right now. Dude, I mean, you just straighten up. You cannot help but respond. Physically, the body longs to respond to the Word of God. And you can feel it. And you walk out like this. <laughs> because it, you can't help but respond to it. It's who you are. It's now a mandate that is flowing over you. And I know there was a lot said. A lot said. But I know you'll be able to go through it. You'll be able to pick it up. Yeah. We are to over. I hope that you remind yourselves of that lesson from time to time as a, as a congregation. I hope you remind yourselves that this is the impartation of God's blessing to bring a truth of who you are and what the legacy is that you leave for this community. And that everyone that comes in should be experiencing an equipping, a strengthening, and a truth that pierces and penetrates them because you have been blessed and favored by God to speak truth and the favor of God into their lives. Everyone who walks in and leaves this church will walk in in newness. Their feet will be well planted in good, firm soil because you are the carriers and the anointers of his blessing. Um. Wow. <clears throat> hmm. Okay. This is what we can do. If you got to go, we just release and bless you and have a happy Father's Day. If you want to stay, stay for fellowship and, and goodies. And if you want more, if you need ministry, if you need prayer for breakthrough, <clears throat> you just need a prophetic encouragement, you need strengthening in your heart, you need healing in your heart, there will be some of us up front here and we'll just hang out for a while. All right? Happy Father's Day. <laughs>